Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Corey Miller and Ross Anderson, two good friends of ours at Mormonism Research Ministry. They've written a book titled Responding to the Mormon Missionary Message, Confident Conversations with Mormon Missionaries and Other Latter-day Saints. Welcome to the show, guys. And I'll tell you what, let's start off. Ross, what kind of an authority are you to write a book like this? I guess that's a question probably everybody asks. Well, why should I listen to these guys when they talk about how I should respond to a Mormon missionary? What's your background? Right. That, that's a great question. And uh, I was born and raised in the LDS Church. I was one of 10 kids, my fa- active Mormon family, born in Salt Lake City, raised my whole life serving in the Mormon world. I left Mormonism and came to faith in Christ in uh, my college years. And so I've, I've gone ahead and obtained theological education, some uh, training at master and, and, and doctoral levels. And so I feel like I understand Mormonism, I understand Mormon culture. I've been pastoring a church in Utah for 40 years, so we're surrounded by and having a million conversations with Latter-day Saints. And so I think those are the factors that kind of help me understand how to approach this topic. Corey? You, too, have a a background in Mormonism. Tell us your story. Well, when you ask what kind of authority, I thought, well, I'm not a general authority, (laughs) but I'm I'm a kind of special authority, a special ops authority. Uh, I teach or have taught comparative religions and philosophy at Indiana University, but like Ross, I uh, was Mormon. I grew up in Utah for the first two decades of my life and come from a pedigree that some of my family members say that I have healthy stock. And what that means is that my ancestor was one of Joseph Smith's bodyguards, and his father was a member of the first ever splinter group at the highest level in Mormonism. So I have a a pedigree background like that, but my passion is to follow Christ and truth, and I grew up Mormon, I've studied Mormonism, and I've written a couple of books on Mormonism. Well, let's talk about that. What are the names of the other books that you've written on Mormonism? So one of them was Leaving Mormonism, Why Four Scholars Changed Their Minds, and that was with the idea that some Christians, I think, that were at a scholarly level were peddling the idea that Mormonism and Christianity weren't very far apart. And I wanted to um, give a different narrative using all and only former Mormons that were insiders that also have academic doctorates and yet haven't thrown the baby out with the bathwater but continue to follow Christ. And so I co-authored that with uh, former BYU professor Lynn Wilder. And then the other one was one that a publisher thought I should do and put at the 11th grade reading level. It was part of a, a series of different religions, comparative religions. And this one was engaging with Mormons, understanding their world, sharing good news. And so that one is at a more pop level than this one. Ross, 
your yeah. background in writing. Yeah, I've got uh, s- several books out on Mormonism. So first, uh, the first one was is called Understanding the Book of Mormon, and it's a practical kind of a lay-level acquaintance for Sunday school Christian audience, sort of, to understand the claims of the Book of Mormon and how we respond to it. And then I wrote one called Understanding Your Mormon Neighbor, which is birthed out of my background and training in cross-cultural ministry, saying, who are these people? We know their doctrine. There's a lot of great places to find their doctrine, but who are these people? What's their practice like? And how do I talk to them if I understand kind of the factors that shape their lives? And then I wrote a study guide for people coming out of Mormonism called Jesus Without Joseph. And it's a Bible study guide kind of helping someone go through the transition and, and rethink things that they had assumed before. And then more recently, I wrote the chapter on Mormonism in the Harvest uh, Handbook of World Religions. So you both have plenty of experience writing this, and you both have an expertise in this subject. And I think if anybody's listening, let me just vouch for your backgrounds, because I've known you personally for many years. I know you take this seriously. You're not flippant with the information. You don't delve in the gray areas. You deal with what is actual Mormonism, which of course is is very important. I think it's important too because it seems like in recent years, especially since Russell M. Nelson became the president, the LDS people and Nelson himself keeps emphasizing Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And, and, and a lot of people hearing that are going to naturally assume because of all the talk about this individual they call Jesus, that why would we even want to challenge their claim for being Christian? I know when you talk to Latter-day Saints, that's one of the things that I think they find to be very offensive is when we ever challenge their claim to Christianity. Any thoughts on that, Ross? Well, I've always said uh, nobody owns the definition of Christianity, but we have a definition that's biblically based. So if they want to call themselves Christian, In a sense, I don't really care. We're not going to argue about the label. I don't want to argue about the label. I want to contest what the label means and talk about the meaning behind the label. So I think Christians can really get nowhere quickly if they're arguing about, are you a Christian, not a Christian? But I want to talk about what the Bible means that a Christian is. In other words, how do I have a relationship with God? Who is Jesus, and what has he done? And those are the, the areas where we divide considerably from the LDS Church. Who is Jesus? That, I think, is a great question. Corey, any thoughts on that? The Jesus of Mormonism? I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I think that's very important to lay down a foundation that when our Latter-day Saint acquaintances talk about Jesus, we are, in essence, talking about a different Jesus, one that at least I have found from testimonies of former Mormons. When they realize what the New Testament says about Jesus, and they read exactly what Jesus had to say on a lot of things, many of them come to the conclusion that, gee, that's not the Jesus I've been learning about in my church. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, just because we spell it J-E-S-U-S doesn't follow that it means the same thing at all. And a dialogue uh, tactic that I usually like to use with Mormons just to put this out there and let them see that the logic of this is that I say, hey, do you have a mom? And they say, yes. And I say, I have a mom. I wonder if we have the same mom. Can you spell that? And they do. And I say, can you spell it backwards? And they do. And I say, oh my gosh, we we must be brothers. Surely we have the same mom. Until we start describing what that mom looks like or is like, we start to see that it's not the same mom. And the Book of Mormon subtitle talks about or, or references another testament of Jesus Christ. 
when in fact it is a testament of another Jesus Christ. The book's title, Responding to the Mormon Missionary Message, certainly I think is intriguing to me because if most people are going to have contact with a Latter-day Saint, there's a good chance it's going to be a missionary. And the church certainly has tens of thousands of missionaries out in the field right now. I know a lot of Christians are a bit intimidated when these either young guys or young women knock on their door and have those black badges. I'll never forget, I was speaking at a church in Southern California, and during the Q&A period, this Christian woman got up and said, I want to talk to these people, but when I see that badge and it says elder, I I just don't know what to say. I mean, they must know more than I do. Anything to say about that, guys? Because uh, I've heard that more than once. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, realistically, these these young people... Many of them are probably fairly recent converts to Mormonism. They're converted to their faith in the high school years, and then they went on a mission. They're trained in a particular approach, but they're not experts by a long shot. And they dress, you know, they dress a certain way, the tag, they have an aura, and they come into your home with an aura of authority, because they believe that the church is true, and they have the authority of the church. But really, they're, they're just young people. They're 18 years old, 19 years old. They're far from home. And really, they've probably never heard of a lot of things that we want to share with them. And so I think the book helps people to be emboldened by that, by giving them not only the content, but also showing the stories of some former missionaries who were very much affected by an interaction with a Christian on their mission and how they all eventually came to Christ. Oh, I was just going to mention something kind of comical. I remember uh, when I was graduating my senior year of high school from Cottonwood High School there in the middle of the Salt Lake Valley, several of my LDS friends who were preparing to go on missions took their heavy metal music, their CDs at the time, uh, DVDs, (laughs) Uh, they buried them under the field area off to the side of the football stadium for the two years while they were gone, and then they were going to come back. So, you know, again, like Ross said, not all of them really get it, and there's just a huge cultural push for young people in Mormonism if you're going to be perceived as a serious Mormon and in good standing. You go on a mission, and you find your testimony while you're there. There's a a lot of truth to that. In fact, I can recall having hundreds and hundreds of conversations with the LDS missionaries that many times as you talk to them and you get to learn a little bit about their background. And that's what I want to do. I want to know them as people. I don't want to just look at them as a a possibility for conversion. I want to know these people as individuals because they are humans. They're not our enemies. But have you noticed many times, as I have, that it's not uncommon that the missionary that you may be talking to, for instance, even though he's trying to sell the Book of Mormon, He probably just read it. He doesn't really know what's in it. He's gone through it because naturally he should do that if he's going to go on a mission and he's going to try to sell this product to the masses. But they don't really have a good handle of what's in the Book of Mormon, much less what's in the Bible. Have you noticed that when you're talking with Latter-day Saint missionaries? I think that for many of them, it's tradition. For some, it's, it's very serious, but many of them 
regardless, have gone through seminary, especially if they're living in the what we call the Mormon corridor, Utah and Idaho and Arizona and Wyoming and so forth. Seminaries has a whole different meaning here in Utah. <laughs> yeah. uh, so why don't you explain that? Because somebody hearing that is going, see, they are educated. <laughs> yeah, near the uh, local high schools, they'll have something that's off-site of the high school, but within walking distance. And it's their seminary program where they're going to go through the scriptures, including the Book of Mormon, over a period of time. And, you know, again, it's tradition. And in the same way that I grew up, I read the Book of Mormon for the sake of tradition, not necessarily for the sake of truth, My at least my first time going through. And so I think a lot of them, it's the same. It's tradition. And some of them may know the Book of Mormon better than others. Others, as Ross said, might be fairly new converts. But nonetheless, the pressure is still on. You go serve a two-year mission or an 18-month mission if you're female. I guess what we're saying here is a lot of these young people coming to our doors or we may be meeting on the streets, they have a lot of zeal, and I commend them for that. I actually do commend them for giving up, for instance, uh, with the males, two years of their lives doing this for their church. But at the same time, we should not think that we are talking with highly educated individuals. And many times we find that the reason why they're doing what they're doing is because it's more of a sense of duty than anything else. They're doing this because this is what the church expects of them. I want to continue this, this conversation tomorrow because the layout of your book, I'm curious as to why you chose that particular format. So tomorrow we're going to continue our conversation with Corey Miller and Ross Anderson and the book they've written together, Responding to the Mormon Missionary Message. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.